And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. What's that thing that gets said about Guardiola? He'll get you to the final third, but you've got to put the ball into the net yourself. Turns out he'll get City practically to the goal line. There's no guarantee that the ball will cross it. Well, not between the posts anyway. And a point that Crystal Palace seems to have knocked everyone's confidence because of that. If you thought that everything wasn't going to come crashing down to that game between City and Liverpool in April, then you just don't know football for me. Buckle up, everyone. It's going to be fun. Of course it isn't. Who are we kidding? Welcome to this week's Why Always Us. This is your Manchester City podcast from The Athletic. I'm a rather horse, David Mooney. With me is Sam Lee. Yeah, hello. How are you doing, mate? Uh, travel Lodge in East Croydon. Good. Um, as, you know, heads heads, have, heads were falling off before the game, um, during the game, and after the game. Um, yes, yeah, so it's going to be my role again today to be like, look, there's nine games left. Are we? Are we I, well, I was going to say, are we here to, to calm everything down, or are we going to uh, just stoke the uh, fire a little bit? Because I'm not sure where I stand at the moment. So, uh, well, I mean, look, if you want to stoke the fire a bit, then by all means, because me and you could easily sit here and say, ah, that was all right, that was all right, but and people listen to it and they go, what are you talking about? <laughs> what about this? And but like, not even in a in like a, a ridiculous way, just in a like you haven't you know you haven't really put my view across kind of way. So if you're if you are annoyed about it, then by all means, crack on. Uh, well, before we do get into the nuts and bolts of the show, uh, I just want to give people. Uh, a little behind the scenes action because uh, I'm kind of glad we waited to record this show now Sam because of of everything that happened against Palace Uh, but we were going to do this before the game Um, I've got Covid Sam you were disastrously hung over after a few nights out in a row Uh, I just want to play the voice note exchange that we had on Sunday morning Morning mate I sound like this so what's the fucking point should we just do it Tuesday Funnily enough I was going to message because I feel like shit so uh, yeah let's do it Tuesday There we are so uh, any 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 improvement now? (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know. My voice still sounds similar, but also, um, it would have been a nice, fun, flowery podcast of dancing around the issues and going, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Post Derby, everything's fine. Blah 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 blah. And now it's all shit. So it's completely <laughs> different. Um, so yeah, I, I suppose without further ado, let's 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 get into the Palace game. Yeah. Uh, if you're not already a subscriber to the Athletic, you can read all of our articles on City as well as everything else on the site by going to theathletic.com forward slash Man City Pod. Right now, you can sign up for a special price of just one pound per month for six months. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash Man City Pod for details. Um, so let's let's start with the the big picture, shall we, Sam? Uh, the the situation at the I top don't know of the what table. The big picture is. Well, it's the situation <laughs> at the top of the table uh, because. Uh, a point at Palace uh, keeps City top. Um, they, I mean, they were they, even if they'd lost, they weren't going to not be top. But there was a possibility that on Wednesday night they uh, that they would be overtaken by Liverpool. Uh, now that can't happen, but it could happen by the time that City next play in the league. Um, City still have the advantage. It's very slight. City can make ninety seven points. Liverpool ninety six. It's all on that game at the Etihad now, isn't it? Uh, no. <laughs> because it's it's quite soon, isn't it? That game at the Etihad. It's alarmingly it, soon, yeah. And whoever wins it, you think, okay, that's fine now. And there's loads of games. I tell you what, um, is like, and this is it, right? So my article this morning, we talked about a load of the things about the game, 
that, that we will talk about here. But like, I'm, I'm, it's not my job to kind of be desperate on behalf of City fans. It's not my job to kind of tell City fans it'll be all right. Like when we were talking about is the title won in like, after the Chelsea game or even before that, I was like, well, no, it isn't. Yeah. It's like well, at Brentford, Guardiola was like, there's 54 points to play for. And it's like, oh, people are like, oh, he's just playing it down, isn't he? He's like, no, he's fucking, like, that, that is true. Like that is true. So I suppose the only thing I can say about that game being pivotal, it was probably around April the 10th the City played Liverpool in 2014 and Liverpool won. And, it, you know, it was on at that point, the title was destined for Merseyside. And then obviously the slip happened. Like, it, it's not even set up for that. It'll be a huge game, but it's not even it's not even going to decide everything. Look, yeah. if City were to drop points against Burnley and, Ars- and, and, and Liverpool beat Arsenal and Watford and then City, you'd think, right, okay. Problem. It's not looking yeah. good. You certainly couldn't say it's looking good, but it, it still wouldn't be over. Um, but you know, and that's worst case scenario. Like we've, when you said big picture, I don't know what the big picture is. I don't know if City are playing poorly, and if you zoom out over the last two three months, you'll see a team that have hit a peak for whatever reason and, and are now coming down. That's been suggested. I don't know if that's true. Um, what you'd have to say is Liverpool look in the better form, and I've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but it just seems like just in terms of feeling and mood, which has obviously been the case since last night. And, you know, the mood, the, the players looked just devastated after the game last night. It looked like they had lost it on the final day. So the mood's like bad, just kind of around at the, at the moment. But it always just feels like Liverpool feel like they're going to win every game and City fans feel like they're going to lose every game. So it really doesn't help that kind of swing <laughs> of momentum. Because I'm led to believe that everybody was really worried about the game yesterday. Um because I was on the train down with Jack and he was like, God, everyone's not really, I was like, everyone's always worried, mate. I was like, all, all I heard for the Everton game and look, the Spurs game and look, maybe look, maybe people have got reason because over those three games that you haven't played particularly well, I think last night was probably the best performance out of the I thought, three. Yeah, I thought they played well last night. Um, but And, you know, maybe people have got reason to to worry and, and be nervous and think everything's going to fall down, but I'm pretty sure this happens every time. And thinking back to that 18-19 season, Going into every game, it was the same. And as soon as Liverpool got a win, it was, oh, God, they're going to do it. So you're going to mess it up. And I, I feel like that's that's the place we're at now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing we need to kind of... Hmm. Uh, Sunday will be interesting because as long if, if Southampton give it a go like they have done in the Premier League, it'll be a good little test for City. To find Maybe, out where well, things are at. Test for, minute, for them yeah. to see where they're at, for us to see where they're at. And look... I suppose if they win 3-0 and Southampton don't put up much of a fight, you'll say, oh, well, it, we didn't really learn anything. But maybe they maybe they have learned anything and, they, and they've played better. But it, it feels like a free hit in the sense that, look, everybody wants to win the FA Cup. But speaking this morning, if I was to say, well, they lose on Sunday, but they win the Premier League, you would take it 100 yeah. times out of 100. So, yeah, the, the opportunity to play Southampton, obviously, is basically another Palace, a team that's given them problems this season, to see where they're at. But even if they were to not win, or let's say they win on penalties or something, which would have been drop points in the Premier League, it's just an opportunity to see whether that, because I'm not convinced that there is some big slide going on. But it's fair to say that whatever is happening at the minute can't carry on. Yeah. I know, I know what you reason think. or another, because they weren't, I don't think they were, I don't think they were bad last night. 
if you want to yeah, if you want to bring yeah. up the frustrations with the performance then please do but overall I think I can't complain because if Bernardo Silva's studs were longer then we w- would be saying they were great well I, I've basically I've, we'll come to it we'll come to the frustrations a bit later on because I basically collated a load of tweets that uh, I was tagged in at various points and I apologise to these okay. people because they, they didn't send them in specifically to be used on the show but they, they kind of illustrate a few of the points and talking points from the game so um, so we'll, we'll come to them in a second the one thing I do want to say Sam is that uh, in a weird way um, when you think back to that Spurs game and the way that uh, City fought, I mean, City would, I thought City were, were really not good against Spurs. Um, yes. And then they fought the way back into it. They got that, that late penalty. Huh. Mares stepped up and, and scored it in that, that, that really pressured environment. And I think, I, 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 I'm sure I said it on the podcast after that one. Like it's it's absolutely criminal at that stage to have played that badly, got yourself into it so late yeah. on and lose the game. And I also think when when you kind of reflect on on how things went at Sellers Park, I think it would have been absolutely criminal had City like somebody Dom Farrell said to me after after the game that that it was screaming um, the Sunderland away game where Gidon won scored in the final like. 10 seconds yeah they had an attack at the end and I was like no 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. So don't, don't throw this one away now uh, when they got to the box I was starting to think suddenly a point's a good result yeah and like, I genuinely I said to the whatsapp group um on about hold on hold on hold on hold on which whatsapp group uh, this is this is uh, my whatsapp group of city fans um oh, okay. not, not not the media agenda not one. not the media agenda one no I, uh, I I keep quiet in that one quite a lot it's not the morning for this is it sorry no it's not it's all right it's uh, but it's a bit of fun it's fine um so I just said to the WhatsApp group uh, on about, must have been on, on about 65, 70 minutes. I just said, you know what? A point isn't a disaster because it, oh, really? yeah, just simply because it was, it was one of those, one of those occasions where like a, a, a city were not playing badly as, as far as I could tell. They were, they were, you know, when city, you get that impression, don't you? When city are not going to score, when city are not going to score, they play as if they're not going to score. And it's like they're pass it, pass it, pass it, don't really create anything. City created a number of guilt-edged yeah, chances that they just, did, for whatever reason, didn't put in the net. Like you said, Bernardo Silva's studs were, were longer. He'd have scored probably three times in that, in, in that mix. Um, that, to me, was screaming that that wasn't a bad performance. It was just, you know, call it what you want. Call it bad luck in front of goal. Call it poor finishing. Call it, you know, wastefulness, yeah. whatever. Like, whatever that is, you kind of... That's that doesn't happen every every time City drop points. That is ju- that's a, it's kind of a, yeah. it's a it's a new way to drop points. It's a bit of a freak result, and so you flip it on the other way around and you say, well, if City go on and lose that game, suddenly the door is a lot more open for Liverpool because you know, as we said, as I said at the start of the show, City can make ninety seven, Liverpool can make ninety six. Lose that game, it's ninety six each, and it's a title on on it's a potential for goal difference again into this. And yeah. it means that going into that game at the Etihad uh, uh, between City and Liverpool, the one where the pressure really is on, and I know you're talking about that there's so many more points to play for kind of after this, but still going into that game, City know that they can keep their their the control of the title race by not having to go all out to get the win like they had to in, in 2018-19 or so. Like you, you look at that game. Well, they and will. They they'll they will still go for the win, and I'm I'm not I'm not sitting here suggesting that Guardiola will look at that game. Look, but right. I suppose maybe yeah. if it's the last five or ten minutes, not going to push. Yeah, exactly that. And there's there's well, there's not. There, there's a lot less kind of there's much more of a need for Liverpool to do that than there is for City to do that at this stage. And that's why you come out of that game, you dust yourself down, you go, okay, a point's not a disaster. We take the point and move on. There's plenty more still to play for this season. The performance didn't scream to me like. 
like things are going disastrously wrong. No, and it didn't. and we, you know, you've got out of a of a tough away game without you know getting beat in the final minute, like it, like it, like it has happened in the past, and like it might have happened, and. You know, you, you kind of dust yourself down and move on. There's plenty more still to play for, and that's why I don't know if I'm if I'm feeling chipper or upbeat, or if you know it's it's the effect that COVID's had on my brain. But it like it, it just feels like like I, I I understand the reaction to the result. Um, I just oh, think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's a little bit premature. I mean, yeah, I understand it, but I also disagree with it. Um, but but like fundamentally, I do understand it. Like I, I kind of get the frustrations. I think the overall thing about this was if this result would have happened in like November or summer, we probably have we probably wouldn't have even done a podcast on the game. Yeah, yeah. We might have had Nader on to talk about something else. We would have done sit in the media or you know contract extensions or whatever. Um, because it, it's a, we could just go okay. Well, it was nil nil, but City could have won. So yeah, but now we're in we'll the running. On. So but because it's now the end of the yeah. season, it has to be. Or do they need a striker? Is this part of a wider thing? And this, what well, I don't know, I can't work it out. I feel like there's there is a, a need to search for for deeper meanings. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not convinced at the minute, and I may be wrong. I'm not convinced at the minute that there are deeper meanings. What I will say with a striker is I've put, I've backed myself into a ridiculous corner where it's all semantics and bullshit. But I mean, fundamentally, at the start of the season, I remember thinking, if they'd got Kane, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but if they'd got Kane, they would have won the league easily. And I may have been wrong, but that's what I thought. And I was like, without Kane, they'll, they'll certainly they could still win the league, but it'll be harder. And maybe that's what we're seeing now. Maybe yeah. if they and it's a harder, it, yeah, it is harder. But um, I can't still say that they need, in the strictest sense of the word, a striker. And I didn't even think that in the summer either when they were signing Kane. I was, like, it'd be great if they do. But they've just won the league and got to the Champions League final. And they've got to where they are now, playing without a striker. So, I mean, can it be possible that they suddenly miss a striker now, but they didn't miss a striker a month ago? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't work it out. I, I just think they played well and should have scored. How, how early can Erling Haaland make the trip? I was going to, I was going to take last <laughs> night. Get Haaland on now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to comment on that too much because I, I, I had, I had three or four days off, not just from work, but basically my own life over the weekend. Like you said, three nights out in a row, absolutely unprecedented behaviour. <laughs> um, so I, I, I deleted Twitter on the Friday morning. I was in the pub on Friday night, and it was and then, in the Blue Moon WhatsApp yeah. group talking about it. I was like, I was like, Shake Mansour could have come to Manchester and like sacked Guardiola, and you, you ain't getting me on the phone over the weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you know that. My usual caution of they're in a very good position. It turns out, yeah. But um, if you if you think I'm going to be preparing content, a la Danny Alves, Lionel Messi, uh, Alexis yeah, Sanchez, you got Jordan another thing Neal. coming. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean the Harlem thing's interesting, isn't it? But uh, but I suppose now after the after the result last night, it kind of helps focus minds on look. Let's 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 take care of this season. Yeah. And then you know worry about big robot boy. And, and how he fits in, in in the summer if if it comes to that. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm going to run through the uh, problems from last night, uh, according to Twitter, uh, Sam, if that's all right. Uh, first up, Darren Watson yeah, uh, said, uh, I can't wait to hear your analysis of that. Defensively, I thought we were in control, but Foden is wasted down the middle. No substitutions or tactical changes when several players were struggling for form. Uh, just want to add into that, Ken McCarthy said, how Pep didn't change it, even with 10 to go, is unbelievable again. Um the substitutions mm. thing is 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 winding people up, but I can kind of I, yeah, I can it is. I, I can really see why he didn't do it last night because he's he's looking at it going like the rhythm in the like he doesn't want to upset the rhythm in the game, does he? That's I'm guessing yeah. that's what your answer is going to be and what he said. Yeah, exactly. Like again, it's like I understand I understand the frustration with it, but I disagree with it. But I disagree with it to a lesser extent um, because I was um, I was looking at it maybe even in the first half. But certainly in the second, I'm just thinking, if he were to bring Sterling on for Mahrez at some point, no, that was it. Because somebody messaged me and saying, "Do you think someone needs to change?" I was like, "Not necessarily. They're, they're doing, creating a lot of chances." But I suppose Sterling for Mahrez, and then, sorry, Sterling for Grealish. Um, and the more it went on, I was like, "You know, Sterling might just win a penalty." You know, it's just just something a bit more direct on that side, yeah. past a couple of people. Um, obviously, ideally, cut inside and and put it in the bottom corner. But if not that, a penalty. Um, so yeah, I was thinking that. Um, I suppose you could just say Jesus to change things up. It's what Guardiola said was the, the game was at a high, high rhythm. And I think this isn't just a Guardiola Galaxy brain thing. It's you know, you you speak to footballers and managers, you know, there are certain games where you know you need you need time to get up to speed. But I think where the kind of galaxy brain thing comes into it with Pep is in that time to get up to speed, if you don't connect properly with a teammate and you give the ball away in a dangerous area. And a dangerous area in these games is like 35, 40 yards from their goal. I was going to say, we've seen, it, we've seen it in City games this season where they've given the ball away on the edge of the opposition box and that's been a dangerous... And, and, yeah. it's, and it's been a problem. So, I'm, I'm, so, I mean, I think Guardiola's just thinking that whether he brings on Sterling, whether he brings on... Well, whoever. You know, if he's thinking they're going to be not up to the pace of the game and give the ball away in a dangerous area, then that's going to contribute to Palace scoring just as much as it could contribute to City scoring, which is possibly a more negative kind of approach to football than Guardiola's famous for. Well, I, I just wonder... Because he does if, play attacking football, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. I, I just wondered if he... The whole he, enigma is he's, he plays attacking football in a very defensive way. Like, it's all about <laughs> control, isn't it? We know this. Yeah, I, I just wonder if he's more um, kind of... When you when you look at how he's... how Like, his in-game management... Like, I think his pre-game management is so... He's kind of so focused on tactics and what they're going to do to, to break down the opposition. But then his in-game management, I think, is so much more about not upsetting the rhythm of his team and not like yeah. not necessarily making any tactical changes and changing the, the, well, the approach it to the game. Depends, doesn't it? Because sometimes yeah. if it needs changing, I mean, poor old Raheem, it seems like the last couple of times that Sterling's been subbed, it's been after an hour. So we <laughs> hold on, Pep doesn't take anyone off for ages and he's taken Sterling off a couple of times early, which is an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, I suppose if you, I suppose you, to try and understand his viewpoint, it's what more could they have done to score a goal 
I mean, the last five minutes or so, and then stoppage time was a bit of a shambles, wasn't it? There was loose balls everywhere, and I get that builds frustration as well. Yeah. If you're trying to clip a ball in behind it, just rolls out of play for a goal kick or a throw, and it's just the worst. And then you give away, you give away a foul trying to stop and counter attacking, and it's just yeah. It's and you so get, each time you give an opportunity to waste twenty seconds, thirty seconds. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah. It's so frustrating. So I get the frustrations around that. But he was, he would have been thinking, what more can we do to score a goal here? Like you said at the start, you know, he doesn't just get them to the final third anymore. He gets them basically to the six yard box. Um, and the probability of City winning that game by carrying on as they were was probably still quite high. And then it probably comes into Guardiola's risk versus reward there. And I, he was probably thinking, if I bring on sub, it could go either way. Whereas I'm quite happy now as we are that we're not going to lose and we've got a good chance of winning. That margin, yeah, uh, that margin of possibility that they might lose would probably increase in Guardiola's mind if he'd made that sub. Um, so look, we can say that's ridiculous. You, sh- you should go for it. You know, we're in a title race here. We need to do it. But this is this is my point on, with Guardiola, and it's the same thing with his um, you know team selections in cup games, and you know not playing youngsters. So obviously last week we've not talked since the Sporting game. But when he brought Carson on, I was like, oh, mate, there's all the pretense now that you're taking this seriously, and there's no kind of gratuitous minutes. And I don't want to be disrespectful to Carson because you know his teammates and. There was a Ben Foster interview. They say he's still a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. But let's be honest, he's not played in the cup games. He's not the number two. He only played previously to exactly the minute as the league title was won. He played, played him at Newcastle last season. So he only gets played in these kind of games which mean absolutely nothing. So if you're going to if you're going to play people who mean in games that mean absolutely nothing, put Delap on for 15 minutes. Put Luke and Betty on for 15 minutes. Uh, but, see, this is my frustration with it. But the kind of logic that creeps in is... Guardiola has been doing it this way for years to keep the young, the the senior players fresh, and so if Mbappe didn't come on for fifteen minutes, it's probably because Laporte, according to the sports science, would have needed an extra fifteen minutes to keep him in good nick, and there was yeah. a lot of rest between between the Palace game and this. But all of this, and the overall point is Guardiola's use of subs. I mean, I'm opening up to a, an example here that um, like, proves me wrong. Has it, has it ever cost City a trophy? Has it cost him a Premier League? It certainly has cost him a Premier League. Has it cost him a, a cup game because he's not made subs? I mean, he might have got the, the, the approach wrong from the start in the opinion of whoever's listening to this. You know, the, the FA Cup semi against Chelsea last year, people say he wished he'd played um, a stronger team. But, you know, after Dortmund, I don't think that was possible. But I don't think the subs has been a major issue. And it's the same thing with playing the youngsters. It'd be great if he played more youngsters. But the overall approach has been geared towards making sure that the senior players are ready. And if City are going for four trophies basically every season, right until the end, they need everyone. So this approach that Guardiola uses has been so good for City. I don't think you can you can suddenly start tweaking little things and saying, I wish he was better at making subs, or I wish he was more adventurous when he was making subs, or I wish he'd just play a youngster here and a youngster there. Those would be nice. But I realised this yesterday when Carl Walker, particularly in the second half, kept getting the ball on the right-hand side. I was like, oh God, imagine he could cross. Like, imagine he could put a ball in. And I thought, you can't just say that about players. Yeah. Because then he could say, I wish Jao Cancelo was as fast as Carl Walker. And I wish, I don't know, like Raheem Sterling was a bit better at one-on-ones. You know, for all the goals he scored, you start saying, can he just do this? And can he just do that? That's where you get to Messi and Ronaldo level. And nobody's that. 
you, yeah. you can't, and you can't you, you can't you, just say you, you're, you're in danger of trying this, to build the this. perfect player there aren't you that's the, yeah, yeah exactly you can't say oh you look how many times is oh if he people say about oh whoever it is oh if you could just find consistency so yeah but he can't and he won't because that's him what that's consistency his game. Are you yeah. expecting that's his game and also what consistency are you expecting because if he does this 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 and this every week he's going to be winning the ballon d'Or. but not every not every player is going to do that that's why prizes exist and that's the thing with Pep. It's like <laughs> I just, no man is perfect. I've just galaxy brained that and got to. I wish I could save more shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's, but that's the thing. Like, no, nobody is perfect. But for, I mean, Pep's pretty fucking close. Like you look, look at the. We had. I, had, I was on TV on on Thursday, talking about Lukaku and Chelsea, and I was like, maybe Tuchel just doesn't know how to use a striker like Lukaku? Maybe. Like, I don't know, but it's 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 a it's a talking point. Like, over his career, maybe, again, you could put out this is bollocks, but at Chelsea, you think, why is Lukaku having so few touches? Why does Tuchel prefer to play with a false nine? And the thing is with Pep, he prefers to play with a false nine now, but he played with Aguero for years, so we yeah. can do both. And you think, Tuchel's great. He's, I, I don't think it's controversial to say he's not as good as Pep. I don't think he is as good as Pep because Pep's fucking unbelievable. And Tuchel's very good, and okay, he got the better of him in the in the Champions League final. That that can certainly happen. Um, but you just think, is is that is that the issue with Lukaku there? Can can he not quite be integrated into that? And then you think, well, Pep, Pep could do both. And I appreciate this. This might be a bit galaxy brain on my part, but I, the whole point is, we can sit here and say, I wish Guardiola would do that. I wish Guardiola would do that. But it's kind of it's part of an overall approach. And if you say you you wish he took more risks or was less careful. You might not have had City get to the Champions League final last year. And maybe, you know, they won't get to the Champions League final in the future if he takes more risks. You go, oh, I wish he played more youngsters. And that'd be great. He really would. And I'm sure there probably have been times when he could have just put them on. But if it, if it's meant keeping Carl Walker at top condition for the next game, that's probably worth it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been a long conversation on the subs, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I wish, again, I wish it was one of those things we could ask Guardiola and say, why do you do that? And it. And they just sit down and say, Here's and what kind I, of yeah, just yeah. talk about it, and actually say, "Well, this, you know, this is what I think. This is my approach to the game." And but if after, he did this, after a result like last night, but it sounds like but yeah, he's, just, he's yeah. just not going to. But he, he, after a result like that, but even if I was to go along on Friday and ask, it would still be kind of be the same kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I remember asking him about with the same intentions after the Manchester derby last season. It was nil nil. I wanted to be like, "Look, Pep, like, what is it about the subs?" Because people were annoyed about it then as well, weren't they? Yeah, well, it's just uh, kind of like, don't be a dickhead, Sam, kind of thing. So, yeah. Duncan Alexander from uh, Opta tweeted uh, last night instances of making zero substitutions in a Premier League game since Project Restart in June 2020. Uh, Pep Guardiola four times, Sean Dyche twice, six managers once. Uh, so, he's by far the front runner. The man uh, yeah, who's, yeah. Who, who's demanding five subs. I'd love to see um, those games. Is, it's, uh, yeah, yeah well, that yeah. is that is that is. I think that was the thing I asked him about as well, which is obviously poking the bear a bit more. But it's like, look, you say you want five subs. And then you don't make any. It, it's not even a criticism. It's just how how can you balance that off against against each other? It's not, but it's not even the ones where because no subs I get. We talked about why he didn't make any subs at Old Trafford is because he wanted he didn't want to lose. He didn't want to open it up. Yeah, especially at that point when City weren't as solid, he didn't want to open it up. And it's that it's that risk averse thing again, which it's, again, it, it's the fine. Champions League first leg at, at Spurs where he makes two subs on eighty nine minutes, and it's like why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's just in in terms of since the restart, it's yeah, like games where he makes one change or two. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, exactly. Are you, are you ever convinced that he would make five subs unless it was like four <laughs> 0 No, like, no, not at all. No, no chance. But yeah. I, but I also I get the I get when he doesn't make any. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Chris on Twitter says, uh, all this does is not allow us a bad draw later on. A draw versus Liverpool is still favourable for City. Doesn't help Liverpool. A loss tonight blows that because of goal difference. Also, yeah, yeah. if Liverpool win their last 18 matches, maybe they deserve it. So I can see them yeah, still drawing yeah, exactly. away to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it won't make you know it won't make that pill any easier to swallow if that does happen. Um, but yeah, I looked. I looked at Liverpool's running in 2018, 19, because everyone knows. Oh God, I wish everyone could stop talking about that, myself included. But we just can't, can you? Because it's just such a good frame of reference. Well, yeah. But we everyone yeah. knows City won 14 games in a row. I looked at Liverpool's, but they won nine. You think it's not? Obviously, that's that's obviously why they didn't win it in the end because there was too many drop points before that. But obviously, you're getting into the territory now where they, they have got 10 games left. And if they were to do that, you'd have to say fair enough. Um, but I mean, look again. There's no point even really get into that bridge because I'm sure it's going to change so many times before that. Yeah, and I mean, like I, I know we like you say we keep using that 18-19 as a frame of reference, but I, I said it about Liverpool in 13-14 as well, you know, if they they had to that that year they had to win 14 in a row to uh, to to see off the title. And I was like if you yeah. if you if you put a run together like that then, you know, fair play to you. That's that's the thing. The bigger picture, I think. Sorry, just saying that is does it look like City are going to win their last four? Obviously, there's not 14, but well, if you include the Champions League, there is. But does it look like City are going to win all those games like they did three years ago? Well, this it is at the minute, and I don't yeah. know why. Well, this is the next question because uh, David Hartley said uh, it would be great to discuss City's recent form on the next podcast. Uh, it feels like it's been a bit samey and laboured since the new year, and I can't put my finger on what's going wrong. Is it mentality, yeah. application, lack of flexibility? I'm a bit lost. Well, exactly. This is the thing. We start searching for these answers now. That you know, obviously, we weren't searching for after beating United because it looks like they've all gone away. But we, but they play, they play well last night. And again, if they'd have taken the chances that they, I, I you, Palace, you could say deserved the draw. But if City had have scored, it wouldn't have been lucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and again, we wouldn't have been talking about maybe, maybe we should have been, but we wouldn't have been talking about those kind of things. But yeah, since I mean, since New Year, they haven't been. 
firing on all cylinders, but they've certainly been good enough by and large. But this is the kind of, ironically, given what was said um, about Liverpool and not being able to drop points over Christmas, and this shows the state of the league. It's almost like it's the state of the league now, the state of Liverpool and being that good. Well, um, it's, it is. City it's, get it's, one draw. City get one draw, and it feels like the end of the world. It's like the whole thing's flipped in the space of two months. Which yeah, is well, why, but it's, which is it's, why again, I'm saying there's there's plenty of time left because it's already flipped once. You can flip again. Yeah, but, uh, it, 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 since the turn of the year, I mean, not even that. Since the 22nd of January, City have uh, have dropped seven points, and it's like that's not actually a disastrous run of form. It's just that Liverpool have not dropped a point. If you look at the games where they've dropped points, or let's say Everton as well, played against a team that was basically with a back five. And Palace didn't have a back five like Everton, but they were very, very difficult to break through. And then at that point, certainly with Southampton, certainly with Spurs, you say, well, they just defended really well. They did make that difficult. So obviously it was going to be harder for City. But then you think, City have played teams like this all season and it's not been a problem previously. So why is it a problem now? And that's why about the striker thing, it's like, well, they they didn't need a striker before. Do they need one now? Why would that suddenly change? In terms of it being desire and motivation, like can you see them? Can you can you see them starting the season so well, having won the league and got to Champions League final last year, and like just just like complacency, obviously not a thing, and then get to like being ahead and thinking it's done now. Like it, that's just not a, it's just not how the these players think. It's not how they work. Yeah, I tell you the reason that the, the, the I've I've just kind of looked at the results in um kind of in the Premier League in isolation, and I tell you the reason why I think uh, the the narrative went the way it did over Christmas, uh, it's because the it, it, it's because the run went like this: fourteenth uh, of December, City seven leads nil; nineteenth uh, of December, Newcastle nil, City four; twenty sixth of December, City six, Leicester three. So the C- City were battering teams at that point, and. Uh, in the in the in the in kind of in the weeks since, in that relentless Liverpool run, while City have been winning games, it's been Brentford nil, City one, Arsenal one, City two, Chelsea uh, City one, Chelsea nil. You know, City two, Brentford nil. It's been really, really tight and hard fought games that City have been been winning, and suddenly been some good games in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not disputing that, but there's but I think suddenly what happens is from an outsider's point one. of view, you, you go oh one nil. It's that that was a that was a tight hard fought game. And yeah, not yeah, City, are, City are battering them, running away with it like they were at Christmas. And yeah. when Liverpool dropped their their two points at Chelsea, that ruled them out of the title race. That we all said, you know, why are you reacting to this too early? And heads fell off everywhere. Um, like the, the the situation was exactly the same as, as as City dropping their two points at Crystal Palace last night. It's just it, it, it's the wider context of how the how these results are viewed. And yeah, City have beaten United four one. They've beaten Norwich four nil in that that run as well. But they almost don't count towards it. Do you know what I mean? Well, um, well, I mean it's easy for people to say, oh well, this you know Southampton and and Spurs. And, well, there have been games in between. You can't just write off wins um but i don't know maybe you can i don't know uh, is is it a case that if this no this this can't be this can't be true but if if the if the game's easy like norwich then of course they're going to win but as soon yeah. as it as soon as the team sits and defends it's tricky like, i don't know well but, but I don't that's so. I, don't, I don't think that's particularly galaxy brain stuff i think that's like it's kind of natural to expect city to struggle against a team that's sitting deep like everton did or you know like like brentford did yeah I think like, it's, i'm just trying yeah. to work out why it's why now um yeah, I, I'm just talking about the like, kind of like the narrative of the season. That's that. I think that's why it builds into it. The fact that that for, for if City were were winning these games seven nil, four nil, six three at this stage in the season, 
I think we would all feel a lot more comfortable than 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 they are right now, and it's just simply because of the the ease of which they're they're playing. It just so happens that they hit Newcastle, uh, Leeds, and Leicester in in three games, and yeah. you know it's like that. You, you don't always get that run, and when you look at the run in for for City to come next, I mean it's Burnley next, and that's traditionally been a really easy away game, hasn't it? <laughs> never been never <laughs> well, been a t- I mean, one in a title it- race. Yeah, well, obviously we've talked about that Burnley game being one of the tensest ever. But like Burnley, the fu- the funny thing is, when I saw Burnley it was three o'clock on a Saturday, I was like, "Well, that's three points. There's no extra pressure there. If they'd move that to Monday night, you'd be you'd be thinking blurt hell." And I thought that was the issue with the Palace. If you put if you put that on early on a Saturday or something, City might have won. It isn't me finding excuses. It's just how the pressure can affect people's thinking. I'm sure it didn't affect the players' thinking. But in terms of, you know, the City fans... We've had, to, yeah, we've had about this, on or, this or me weekend, thinking yeah. mon- Monday night, it makes it harder. Um, but I saw Burnley away at 3pm. I was like, that's a, that's a right touch for City to be 3 o'clock on, on a Saturday. But look, Burnley hasn't been a fortress against big teams for a while. I think there's a record out there that they haven't taken points off a big team in ages. So obviously, cute. <laughs> but yeah, um, the thing is, as well, at this stage of the season... The games are close by design. Like you could see City were patient last night. You know when Guardiola and like Mahrez after the derby talked about being patient? You can see it because there was opportunities normally over the left in the first half where like the, the ball's like either bouncing or they get the... Like Cancelo gets the ball first time from Bernardo. You can just flick it forward towards yeah. Grealish. But no, control it, go back, give it back to Rodri, give it back to Laporte and just do it properly. And that's the patience. It, and I was that- wondering towards the end... Will they say, okay, we'll go for it now? But they won't because it's, it's funny you like say we said, that. Losing, losing that goal on the break is still a, like, they still had to avoid that at all costs. And this is how these games are going to be. They're going to have to be close and tight and, and maybe slow at times because City need to control it that way and stop the opposition. Look, we know how good Palace are on the break because we've seen it over 180 minutes. They wait for those opportunities. And they had a few early on and then. Towards the end of the second half, City controlled it, um, and then they had a f- they had more towards the end of the game when City, you know, like we mentioned earlier, were giving the ball away for goal kicks and throw-ins and stuff. Um, but I thought City overall controlled that, and I think when you again when you do an analysis of the game, you have to kind of take that into account because if City had rushed it a bit more, again I'm sure this all ties into Guardiola's thinking on the subs. But if they'd have pushed a bit more, they'd have found the ball going the other way more often. Yeah, and Palace having more opportunities to score, and they're good at that. I more did. particularly when it comes to playing City. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good kind of matchup for them. It's funny you mentioned that because you just reminded me of of uh, again about uh, kind of it must have been about sixty five seventy minutes again. Uh, or I was thinking, I, I, City City are doing really well to not turn this into a basketball game. And as much as yeah, exactly. uh, uh, the quality that City have got, I'm fairly sure they would win a basketball game. You don't want to take the chance that they won't. They, they're much more likely to win by keeping it controlled and tight and, and taking exactly. one of and that's what it's three chances instead of to having to take four of ten chances. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like the the other thing, and again, in terms of if, if you start talking about, oh, well, Liverpool's running is this and that, it sounds like clutching at straws. But again, if City had a won, Liverpool's running would be the same. And look, okay, of the two teams right now as of today, who looks more capable of winning all their games no matter who they're playing? You'd probably have to say Liverpool because, like we, we've just said, City are dropping more points now. And even though it's only seven, it's more than they should be really in this race. And I don't know why that is. Liverpool are winning and they look like they got a head of steam up. But I was thinking, that's why I was thinking last night about being a big game, you know. Yeah. So I don't think City got too many really difficult games left. Apart from Liverpool, obviously. Um, 
Uh, look, we can get into them all. Wolves away, Wolves away will be a stinker. That'd be really horrible. I don't fancy I mean, that. Yeah. No, no, no. That'd be really, really hard. You could look at West Ham away. I think that's penultimate week of the season, and maybe if City reach the FA Cup final, it might get pushed forward or pushed back or whatever. I mean, you can worry about games like that, but Brighton at home, Watford at home, Newcastle at home, Villa at home. Villa at home is a little bit. Villa at home on the last day, I don't know. If City needed to get a result there, I think they'd get it. Um, So, I mean, so that's City's running. And and Liverpool, okay, all the teams that Liverpool are going to play, apart from City, are worse than them because that's where they are. So you would expect them to win. But obviously Arsenal on Wednesday night, when everyone's going to go to the cinema or wash their hair or whatever, that... That's a difficult game, which they may well win. They've got Tottenham. I know people will laugh, and for good reason. They've got Man United, um, and then they've <laughs> also got that. They've also got that layer of difficult games, like semi-difficult games. The City have got like Wolves at home. I think that's the last game of the season. Now that'll be tricky. Again, you'd probably say they'd get that result on the last game. Um, Villa away. Now that gets tricky, and obviously you've got the Gerrard element as well. You know, you could see if if that was City with that Villa game. And, you know, City fans would be worrying about it all day. You know, oh, no, under the light of filler. It's going to be really difficult. This storyline is going to be Gerard this, Gerard that. Liverpool have to go through that as well. So they have got a tougher running. And, you know, I'm not I'm not coming here to say, look, City are going to win the league, so don't worry about it. Because I think last night, if they had, they would have taken a big step towards it because it would have been one of the bigger games out of the way. Yeah. And look, Liverpool... They're okay as it stands. They're probably in better shape to win even those tougher games, and maybe City are in a shape to drop points even in lesser games. But like, I just don't think this, you know, the City team aren't going to give up. And not, even if we suppose that one of the bigger things is some kind of complacency after going top of the table by so much at Christmas, which I don't think is the case. Now, you know, there's a danger of it being kind of ripped away from them. I think I think they'll react well, and you know, I think if this team could react to basically that Spurs Champions League result and then go and beat Spurs three or four days later. They can basically do anything. Yeah. So, they're so like I said, when you said it all comes down to that game at the Etihad, it doesn't. You know, it's going to be big, but it doesn't. You know, there's there's still so much to go after that. And all it takes is, like, Salah misses a penalty in the last minute and all of a sudden, Liverpool fans' heads are on the floor like City fans are today. It can change yeah. so quickly. Like, we've seen we've seen so much. And the other, the other examples I mentioned, obviously I mentioned Gerard Slip. Um, but obviously, in before the Aguero goal, you know, what, eight points clear. Like it, it looked so many times titles can look done and dusted, even later than they are now, and they're not. But obviously, City just need to whatever's going on. If it's just studs weren't long enough, or post was too thick, or whatever, or just bad luck, just get better luck in the next game. But yeah, well, I suppose after the Rodrian ball, you can't really complain. About that. <laughs> but it's just I don't I don't feel like City are playing badly. I don't feel yeah. like last night was well, more of the same. I feel like they did very well in a difficult game, and it wasn't quite enough. And I look if they if if they don't win the league because of it, then so be it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. And look at the end of the season. Maybe I'll say look, maybe at the end of the season, maybe they're like ten points behind Liverpool, and we go, Fuck, what what have they done? Like how have they managed this? This is a this is a disaster. They should have signed Kane, blah, blah, blah. Maybe this is where we go. I don't. I, can't, I haven't got a read on it. My thoughts on it at the moment are not that clear. But my the only clear thoughts I've got on it are long way to go. Yeah. Like it was in let's, like it was in January. Let's finish with this from Daniel on Twitter, who says, uh, four wins, a loss, and two draws in our last seven. Uh, seven wins in seven for Liverpool. And the reason I want to finish on that is because uh, I can't decide, Sam, whether the context we should be looking at that in is uh, that City have, have dropped uh, seven points in their last seven games or City have dropped seven points in their last 19 games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose I suppose the recency thing 
is more of an issue, isn't it? Because you just think, is that you know, is that gonna is that gonna keep happening? Is something going on? I, I really don't know what could possibly be going on. Yeah. Like it's not City aren't complacent. Um and yeah, okay, be great if they had a striker, but they were top of the table by miles without one anyway. So they don't need 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 one. Um yeah, it would certainly have made things easier. You know, maybe if they had maybe they had, if they had have had Kane, they'd have been you know, that would have been the difference last night. But they've shown they've got enough options to win it. Um but yeah, I mean look, we're talking to ourselves around circles now. I guess we'll I guess we'll just have to see. Like I say, Southampton's an interesting game. It's a it's a bit look, nobody wants to go out of the FA Cup, but it's a bit of a free hit because you don't want to drop any more points in the Premier League. And then look, even for us, from the point of view of a podcast, from the point of view of a fan base going, what's going on? If they if they were to go out against Southampton or win or whatever, we can say, okay, we've got a better idea of where they are now. International break. Hope the players get through it. And then, you know, Burnley's the big warm-up in it for, for Liverpool. Yeah, and then there's the Champions League uh, draw to come as well. So the, uh, oh, the, there's the, there's the potential, isn't there? Of uh, what, what's what's the maximum? Is it uh, is it four meetings with Liverpool in a row? That could be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the moment, I feel bring it on because I'm, like nobody would relish it anyway. I don't think this morning anybody would relish it, and I'm sure Liverpool fans are kind of smelling blood a bit. But can can City? Well, I mean, look. City have been better than Liverpool over the last few years, but Liverpool are still getting the results. They're still being more clinical, aren't they? So, I, I over those four games, I would back City to be better in like three of them. But would 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 they win three of them? I'm not sure. But they only have to go to Anfield once. So, uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's nice as well. Anyway, I'm sure it will be. I actually <laughs> and who, who, like who, who's left Chorley in the FA Cup? Can City still get there? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm just looking at Nor- at um, Liverpool's fixtures as well. I'm sure they must play Norwich about six times between now and the end of the season. Anyway, that's uh, that's how it works, isn't it? Um, yeah. That brings us to the end of this week's Why Always Us. Thank you for sticking with us and our horse voices. And thanks as ever to Sam Lee. Thank you very much. Don't forget, you can sign up to The Athletic right now for just £1 a month for six months. Just use the code MANCITYPOD. The Athletic. <laughs>